There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. On this episode of Newt's World, U.S. Congressman Kevin Brady is a pro-family, pro-small business conservative who proudly represents the 8th Congressional District of Texas. He's widely recognized as a national economic leader. He's only the third Texan in history to chair the powerful House Ways and Means Committee, considered to be the most influential committee in Congress, with control over taxes, international trade, health care, Medicare, Social Security, and welfare. As chairman, he led a historic reform of America's tax code, the first in 30 years. These tax cuts for families and local businesses restored America to the most competitive economy in the world, leading to millions of new jobs, the highest household income, and lowest poverty rate in half a century, and a return of U.S. jobs and investment from overseas. He's achieved a number of great successes while serving in Congress. On April 14, 2021, he announced he would not run for a 14th term and would retire after the 2022 election cycle. So I want to have him on to discuss his accomplishments, the reflections he has, both about the Republican agenda for the economy, and also find out what is next as he returns home to Texas. He's a remarkable leader. So I'm very pleased to welcome my guest and good friend, Congressman Kevin Brady. Kevin, thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Newt, thank you for having me. But as you remember, you were my first speaker when I came to Congress, and you were an amazing leader then and still are. And so I'm really grateful that I got to serve with you. Well, listen, it was a great time. We got a lot done, including balancing the budget for four straight years. I have to ask you, I was looking back over your long career, you had a remarkable cycle of just getting to Congress. Could you just for a minute share with people all the stuff you had to go through to finally win that seat? Yeah, it was a bit of a challenge. I think everyone faces tough challenges to win their first race, and I was no exception. We had four elections in one year because in Texas, we had a primary in March, a runoff in April, which I won. Then the courts 
throughout parts of the Texas map and forced several of us to run again. So we had two special elections in November and then at Christmas time. And so you may not recall, but I think I was the last one in the door for you in 1996. Our campaign theme was every month we don't have an election is a good month. So it was an interesting time. And we needed your vote because I was facing a similar mini rebellion to what Kevin McCarthy is going through. And I needed you to be there to vote for me on January 3rd. But you must have felt almost exhausted by the time you'd gotten through four consecutive elections. You work through a lot of volunteers and you're just on full bore for all those elections. But again, I think, as you know, look, it should be tough to get to Congress. I noticed that you actually came in second in the first round and then consolidated everybody but your opponent. That night when you realized you were second, were you optimistic? Could you see the majority ahead of you or... Were you a little bit concerned? Concerned. It was a big gap between the front runner and myself. We had six candidates in the race at the time. But in Texas, those who finish second win in the runoff just as often as those who finish first because the front runners tend to max out their votes. Your volunteers are motivated. They've got a chip on their shoulder and others are more likely to join with you. So, yeah, we worked the other campaigns. And as you know, these runoffs, fewer people turn out. And so, thankfully, we had good support there. I also have to ask you, you've stayed in Houston and went back and forth. And as I understand it, over the two decades you've served, you logged more than 2.5 million miles from Texas to Congress, which is equal to five round trips to the moon. I mean, how excited are you going to be not to get an airplane in January? (laughs) I'm going to be very excited. Look, it was one of the best decisions that Kathy and I made because we want to stay grounded in Texas. This is where our family is. We didn't have children at the time. We later adopted our two boys and we wanted to raise them at home. And it allows you to do the town halls, what you're so known for, connecting to those you work for at home. And so it was the right decision. It was a lot of time away. And that's one of the reasons it's really time to head to a new adventure. And I'm going to be really pleased to get off the plane for at least a while. You certainly rose in power and influence by getting on that airplane. But I have to ask you, I was reminded of Dick Army, who represented Dallas, but was from Kandu, North Dakota. You were actually born in Vermilion, a town where I've given a speech at the University of South Dakota for the first years of your life. I mean, you were growing up in Vermilion. Yeah. So South Dakota, my dad and mom had eloped from two towns in South Dakota, got married in San Antonio. Dad was in between World War II and the Korean War, and then he was going to law school. And when my older brother and I were born, we moved to Rapid City, the Black Hills of South Dakota. That's where we were raised. And after we lost our dad at a fairly young age, mom raised five of us kids by herself from her 30s on. And so I've been blessed with an amazing mom. And really, she created a remarkable childhood for us in the Black Hills. Your dad was actually killed in a courtroom shooting. Yeah, he had taken on a difficult case for the Catholic Church, was an elderly person who was very abusive to his wife, and mentally deranged, as we learned. And so he had, during the process, had threatened to kill dad, our family. My mom actually had to learn to use a gun just to protect herself. Unfortunately, on the day of the divorce trial, the gentleman stood up, shot and killed my dad, his wife, and then shot the judge who thankfully lived. And so back then in the 60s, those things really didn't happen very often, but it certainly changed our lives in a big way. But 
again, we were blessed with a mom who just, I don't know how she did it. We struggled to raise two kids, frankly. But yeah, we were blessed. But you must have had at 12 years of age, that must have been just a terrible shock you had to absorb and think through in order to get your own life in order. Yeah, it was not easy. But, you know, looking back, I've decided every family faces challenges, sometimes health challenges. We just got ours early in life. But when I look back and what you learn from your family is so important. And sort of the lessons mom really instilled in us was, one, be independent. So think independently. Be optimistic. You go to Texas for a job at the Beaumont Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, I was in Chamber of Commerce working in Rapid City, went to Beaumont, which is in the southeast corner, and then later was hired to the Woodlands area Chamber of Commerce. And so had three completely different economies to build a business climate in. Newton, by the way, that turned out to be hugely helpful as we did tax reform because main streets are different across this country. And we got to understand how the tax code can grow all of those different main streets. I gave a speech in Beaumont one time, and isn't there a big oil museum there? There is, Spindletop Museum. That was the site of the big Spindletop gusher and really changed the trajectory of Texas, certainly, but the country. Yeah, and that was actually the moment when the energy industry moved decisively from Pennsylvania to Texas. But if I remember correctly, and I've also given a couple of talks in Woodlands, Beaumont is kind of a blue-collar industrial minerals town. Woodlands is really an upscale, modern industry, modern people who work on computers kind of place. So you really had a very diverse range of people you represented before you got to Congress. And no doubt in Rap City, you've got agriculture, military base, and really worldwide tourism. In Beaumont, as you said, was oil, blue-collar, lots of union issues, Newt, uh, learn to labor challenges there. And they had a number of minority challenges as well, trying to integrate a community and make that work. And then the Woodlands, as you know, healthcare, trade, energy, a very fast-growing community still is very fast-growing area. So that all helped me tremendously on Ways and Means Committee. And then you ended up with six years in the Texas House of Representatives, where you actually were named one of the top 10 legislators for families and children and one of the five outstanding young Texans. I think the young has passed me by quite a bit, New, but I still claim it. You went on from there. Now, you know, Jack Fields, who'd been a great member of oh. Congress, decided to retire. And as you point out, you ran and won the nomination. And you came to Congress in my second term as Speaker. And you were part of the group that actually balanced the federal budget for four straight years. You can. And I'll tell you, Newt, people gape when I tell them that. Under your leadership, we balance the budget four straight years. It's been so unbalanced, as you know, and the budget process has simply failed to work for more than two decades now that it's hard for people to believe. But I am actually optimistic here. I hope we advance in the new Republican majority. Some of those budget reforms we've talked about to make this place work, because I'm convinced if Washington were a manufacturing plant, we'd manufacture spending. I mean, that's how we're designed to do. If we want savings and efficiency, we're going to have to retool the plant. That's budget reform. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You played a major role in rewriting tax law. That must have been quite a challenge. It was the challenge of a lifetime, and we knew it would be. I was fortunate because we had leaders on the Ways and Means Committee who had really driven us for years as a committee to be ready to do tax reform. Dave Camp would be a good example for six years. Paul Ryan, of course, who had long focused on reforming the tax code that I followed. And then we had already put together the Better Way sort of Republican tax plan prior to President Trump coming into office. And so we had worked years and years to be ready for a president who would open that window and allow us to dive through it. And that's exactly what happened. Part of what was amazing was that your Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office said it reduced federal tax rates for families across every income level, while actually increasing the share of taxes paid by the top 1% of American households. When liberals attack it for not being fair, the fact is you were helping virtually everybody and making it more fair. And at the same time, you were creating economic growth. Yeah, there's no question. Look, we knew it would change the trajectory of the U.S. economy, but we also believe it could change the trajectory of lives. In 2019, as you pointed out, was the year we got to see what that new modern tax code would do. And in that year, three things happened. One, household income surged more in one year than in all eight years of Obama-Biden combined. Secondly, we saw the lowest poverty rates in America, but more importantly, we lifted 6 million people out of poverty. And in the same year, income inequality began to shrink for the first time in half a century. Why? Because those who'd been left behind in that old tax code, those with few skills, people of color, young people, women, suddenly got not only good paying jobs, but their wages were going up twice as fast as inflation. So every month was a pay raise, not as we're seeing today, a pay cut. And so that was one of our goals was to lift people up who've been left behind in the new tax code continues to do that. Well, in fact, it led to the lowest unemployment for African-American and Hispanic workers, as well as the fastest wage growth in a decade. Why do you think it's so hard for people on the left to understand I mean, these are facts. These aren't partisan arguments. Yeah, it is. I don't think they will ever acknowledge that the Republican Party has really become the party, the blue collar worker of those trying to lift themselves up. And these numbers 
you know, are facts. It's frustrating. President Biden continues to spend, he's been fact check a hundred times on these claims for the wealthy and others. But this is a tax code where three out of every four tax cuts went to families in the smallest of businesses. That's where we focused our effort on. And it's produced what we hope. Now, of course, we've got to defend it as we have the last two years and make it permanent. How much do you think your pre-congressional experience working with the business community and working both in Beaumont and Woodlands with people who are creating jobs, how much do you think that influenced and shaped your own approach to how to cut taxes? It had a huge impact because you can get sort of caught up in the policies of taxes without understanding what really grows and what has an impact. So just by osmosis, having worked in those different economies locally, as well as listening to both the Ways and Means Committee Republicans in our whole conference, we have so much talent, as you know, in the Republican conference. And we stripped the code down to the foundation. We told our members, look, this isn't our tax code. Belongs to the American people. Go home and listen to what's important in a 21st century tax code, not a 1981. All that influence, I think all that talent coming back and working together is how we ended up with such a pro-growth code. Now, even though it's been amazingly successful, the Tax Cuts and Job Act, there were pieces of it, I think some 23 pieces, that are actually set to expire after 2025. And Congressman Vernon Buchanan of Florida has introduced the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, Permanency Act, which would make those things permanent. And you've been a co-sponsor. How important to the economy do you think is it to pass that bill and make these things permanent? I think it's absolutely crucial for a couple of reasons. One, we need to lock in those lower rates for families and small businesses. And that's the bulk of those 23 provisions, Newt, are focused on families in small businesses. So we need to lock in those lower rates, especially in an inflationary period where I saw a new joint economic committee report that says next year, average American family will spend $9,000 more to buy exactly what they were buying the day Joe Biden came into office. So really important that they keep more of what they earn. Secondly, from a jobs and a growth standpoint, it will create a million and a half new jobs and make sure America is competitive. So families that rely on double the standard deduction and a very strong child tax credit and lower taxes in their families can count on that. So it's both growth and, and more economic freedom, frankly, for families and small businesses who work so hard. The Tax Foundation said most taxpayers will see a tax hike unless these provisions are extended. So in effect, if you vote against extending them, you're voting for a tax increase. Yeah, there is no doubt. And it's real. If you look on average, about $2,000 a year for most families. But if you look around the country, you'll see that it is on average can be as much as five and $6,000 in hikes that would occur, which would be crushing. And the small businesses, they not only pay the same rates as families and individuals do, but we created a historic 20% small business tax deduction that a huge number of small businesses rely on today. That would be an increase too on those Main Street businesses. And they've really borne the brunt of, I think, the president's failed leadership on the economy. They've been hurt. They're among the hardest hit. And the Tax Foundation said that if it was made permanent, that it would probably add about 2.2% higher gross domestic product over the long run. That doesn't sound like much, but 2.2% of the largest economy in the world is a huge amount of difference. 
That growth, Newt, is crucial to getting our financial house in order. For example, the difference between a 2% growth rate and a 3% growth rate in America over three or four decades is $90 trillion. That's the difference in additional revenue. That can help us get our financial house in order if it's coupled with guardrails, smart guardrails around spending. That's how we avoid the financial crisis that I think a lot of advanced economies in the world are going to face in the future. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You've also got a big fight building over us over the spending side of all this, where Speaker Designate McCarthy and others have said that one of the meanings of the election is that people want to get inflation under control by getting spending under control. Isn't this maneuvering right now about what to pass for the continuing resolution? Isn't this part of that fight over spending? Yes, it really is. And for Republicans, fueling higher prices with higher government spending just doesn't make sense. And in about 19 days, they'll be sharing power. They'll be sharing power of the purse. And it's a chance then for Republicans to use that power, both on executive overreach, on the regulatory burdens we're seeing, but also on getting control of spending. And so I'm one of those who are very eager to see that power sharing. And I don't believe an 8% increase in the budget in non-defense and non-urgent spending this is the right economy or the right financial time to do that. Can you explain this IRS requirement to report bank transactions of $600 or more? This is something Democrats snuck into the COVID stimulus, that American Rescue Plan. And what it does is require the IRS to track transactions over $600 in these third party like Venmo and PayPal types of things. And so it is part new of, I think plan A was that bank surveillance scheme. Remember that? They were pushing that very hard to be able to track transactions in people's personal and business banks. Account. We've stopped it, but the White House is still pushing for it. 
the next plan was hiring the 87,000 IRS agents, who, by the way, will target primarily farmers, small businesses, and independent contract gig economy. But they previewed all of that by sort of sneaking in this big bill, this requirement on $600. And so you're going to see people who hire babysitters, sell a couch, resell their tickets at the same price for a sports game, who do any just extra work on the side. They're going to be getting 1099s here in January and February. And I think they're going to be surprised that those incomes are being tracked and taxed. It's a total violation, it seems to me, of Biden's promise that no one under $400,000 a year would have a tax increase. I mean, clearly by enforcement and by hiring 87,000 IRS agents, they're going to go after the middle class and they're going to go after the working poor. Yeah, they have to, Newt, because they have promised they'll wring another $200 billion out of taxpayers. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that what you and I would call value shoppers, the neighbors we see at Walmart and Target and Marshalls and all, those families will face 710,000 additional audits next year. This gig $600 transaction issue is going to hit those smallest businesses and those gig workers in a big way. So yes, it absolutely violates their pledge and their claim that they will not audit and examine the middle class is simply not true. And that's part of why I think Kevin McCarthy's promise that the first vote in the new Congress will be to repeal the 87,000 IRS agents. Yeah, and it should be. It's just an invasion of privacy. These are not the families that need to, frankly, to be harassed by the IRS. And the truth of the matter is they're selling it as we're going after big business and the wealthy, but they already have major audit teams for them. And Newt, on Ways and Means Committee, before the IRS became politicized, and it is, we used to meet with the commissioner individually each year. We focused on customer service, on private taxpayer privacy, on the tax gap. And they would privately tell us that they believe those who aren't paying their taxes are the agriculture community and small businesses, but they could never find a way to go after them. Well, these three approaches, the $600, the bank surveillance scheme, the 87,000 agents, is how they target the ag community and small working families in doing it in a, they think, a politically appropriate way. So that's the target. But, you know, while they're going after the local waitress or the local hairdresser or the person who's pumping gas at the gas station, they just gave away $36 billion to the Teamsters Union. They did, as well as about $74 billion to semiconductor companies. In the fraud, in the unemployment newt from the pandemic, it is estimated to be as high as 400 billion dollars. That's what we spend on the Navy and the Army combined a year. It's the greatest theft of American tax dollars, and they have no interest in either preventing it or recovering it. So at the same time, they are going to send an IRS agent to the local babysitter. They're writing checks that are enormous to their political allies. They are, and I neglected to mention, I apologize, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. They estimate that that's only about 10% of the labor-managed pension plans that are in financial trouble and will face bankruptcy. And the reason we fought it so hard in the Ways and Means Committee is they are bailing out these pension plans with remarkable numbers and in insisting on no reforms. 
They don't have to do one thing differently that got them into bankruptcy. They don't have to change management. They don't have to change their standards for investing to make it a financially sound retirement system. They're just counting on taxpayers to bail them out. Let me ask you just for a minute about the Secure 2.0, which it's called Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. It strikes me that you're hitting right at something that fits with the impact of the inflation on senior citizens. This is a follow-up to the SECURE Act, which was signed into law two years ago, and that was focused on helping people save more and more often and longer throughout their lifetime. This is focused on the millions of Americans who probably won't save a dollar throughout their lifetime. They'll be dependent on the federal government in their retirement and throughout their lifetime. We already know who those people are. They have very modest incomes. They work for very small businesses. So one of the big focuses, not all, but one of them, is helping small businesses set up those retirement plans and helping them match the first $1,000 to match those workers. Then incentives for workers to not only join those programs, but start saving for them. And we help them a little match those first dollars into a private account. And so we're convinced if we can get people into that savings mode, automatically enrolled in these plans and engaged in them, they can have more peace of mind, have more security, more control over their senior years. As conservatives, I would rather create incentives in the private market now to help them save than to pay for that dependency 30 or 40 years from now. I both want to thank you for joining me, but I also want to thank you for your service to our country. I wish you very well in your future endeavors. I know you're going to continue to be a leader. And I know with your extraordinary knowledge of the tax code and of how it affects all different aspects of the economy, you're going to play a significant role in the future. I appreciate you briefing our friends and the people who listen to Newt's World. And I really want to thank you for joining me on Newt's World and wish you a Merry Christmas. Speaker, thanks so much again. As you know, I've been a big admirer for a long time and have learned a lot from you over the years. So thanks for having me on. Hope you have a great Christmas too. Thank you to my guest, Congressman Kevin Brady. You can learn more about the topics we discussed today on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newtsworld, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zip. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.